Warning. What follows is the season premiere of a podcast featuring monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Yeah, so uh, we're doing something different tonight. Yeah, what are we doing tonight? So with our uh, season one wrapping up and season two beginning here, yes, it's our uh, anniversary of sorts. Oh, absolutely. So we're gonna do a uh, season one battle of the the beasts. Battle of the beasts, and as a disclaimer, perhaps not. Everyone featured in this battle royale is a beast, but they are beasts, perhaps in their own ways, which right. will become self uh, more you know self apparent. The uh, the further we dive in to what we will call a bracket, yeah, that has been constructed. Yep. So we uh, got some uh, most not all because we had some got left right. out. I believe. Like I believe we chose, um, there was a lot of planning and preparation and whittling down what specific entities to use for this extravaganza, and I believe we have 36 right. uh, of our top baddies that we have talked about over the course of the past year. Yeah, so this is will be episode 53, right? Yeah, 53, yeah. Yeah, so... Obviously, some got dro- dropped. Some were just more stories. Some were uh, sure. hauntings that you can battle, I guess, somehow. Oh, you could. But some of them had to, had to get cut. They did. But we still got a good amount of, of contests here. 36. So, this will be a two-part extravaganza where we go through the first round, and then next week, oh, man, it's going to get so nasty. <laughs> They're going to be battling for their lives. Cage matches. Cage matches. Hells and cells. Who's going to grab that briefcase no off the No disqualifications. Letter? No disqualifications. First blood matches. Brawn panties match. Uh, maybe not. Well, it depends. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, see. We'll, see. <laughs> we'll see who's involved. Yeah. We'll see who's involved. Um, yeah, so 36 guys, We and we broke them down into... We've got two divisions. Mm-hmm. And listeners may be able to guess what these two divisions are titled. There is a weird division. And, oh, oh, go ahead. What's what's the next one? And a feared division. <laughs> weird and feared. What are the chances? Yeah, who who could have guessed that? <laughs> who could have put that together? Yeah. Well, there's no there's no method to how each character got put into their division oh absolutely not so you know they're all weird and feared absolutely right or neither i guess we'll find out we'll We'll, get into it we'll get down and dirty Uh uh-huh scrapping here it's gonna be one hell of a pay-per-view that you don't view or pay for you listen (laughs) (laughs) hey you get the idea now where in where should we begin 
on this historic occasion. Well, we just kind of made these matches up by drawing them out of a hat. So. Yes, we should remind people of that. We did, because I think we mentioned in the last episode, this is what we were doing. Yes, we did. Basically, how this will go down, so I guess we'll establish the rules as if there is any, or perhaps, <laughs> or, or perhaps the purpose, or explaining how we'll decide the victors. Me and you, like we've been doing for the past year, we'll have a conversation. Right. We will weigh the pros and cons, the stats, the high points, the low attributes of each mm-hmm. entity, mm-hmm. and, you know... Choose to, choose a victor. Yeah, put them together in a hypothetical battle. What will be involved in these hypothetical battles? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, who knows. So, to begin, I suppose we should start out with the weird division, mm-hmm. and... Oh, and four characters, of course, because it's 36, the way this breaks down, four characters will be getting a buy. Mm-hmm. We will tell you, I mean... When they when it comes to that point, you'll know. So just kind of, I guess, wait for it. Yeah. Or should we announce that we should wait for the buys, or should we announce the buys right now? Should I announce the buys, or we should wait for it? Yeah, it's either way, I think. We can do we can do who gets the buys in the weird division, and oh. then uh, yeah, and then go from there. Yeah. Okay. So the two entities who are getting the buys in the weird division would be Chance the Snapper. Yeah, round one by. Round one by, and for those who do not remember, he was just an alligator lost <laughs> in the Hummel Park Lagoon of Chicago, Illinois. But he's advancing. Uh-huh, absolutely. And then the second by in the, and these of course were, you know, randomized also, mm-hmm. the keep it fair for every, I don't yep. know, I guess I'm going to keep calling them entities. Cause <laughs> yeah. yeah, that works. Entities uh, in this uh, conflict. The second one in the weird division would be the Sheep Squatch. Mm-hmm. Also so will advance. He will advance. So that then brings us to what conflict should we begin uh, we tonight should, with? We should probably do the fear division buys too. Just okay. So okay, sure. We're consistent. All right. And then the two buys in the fear division would be the one and only, and I feel like he was maybe... We say it's randomized, but maybe he was playing fate here. Maybe he was messing with supernatural forces to give himself this buy. Could be. Because he would be the infamous, mainly hailing from Point Pleasant, Mm -hmm. but the one and the only, the Mothman. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And the next one. And the next one. Hailing out of (laughs) the North Pole. Yeah, you should. Yeah, who's this? Santa. Santa. Santa Claus. Uh huh. Also, someone who may, in fact, be wheeling and dealing. Maybe he's been a good boy and gifted himself a little treat, mm-hmm. a little buy in this battle. Maybe. All right. But yeah, those are all the buys. They all advanced to round two. All right. So with the buys out of the way, let's go right into the. What do you think? Top bill there. The top bill. Yeah. That's Number a, one. Okay. All right. The top bill is. Well. Heaven's full of lots of stuff. Sure is. Okay. So the first entity involved in this war would be the Archangel Gabriel. Yeah. 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 You want me to keep going? Oh, yeah. Okay. And then... In the right corner. Who do you think opposed from Gabriel in the opposite corner, as you have so eloquently put it, Mm -hmm. would Gabriel be battling? Well... He is battling straight out of Atlanta, Georgia, I think. It's Do you think it was? I think it was Georgia. Straight out of Georgia, the state in the United States, mm-hmm. 
something no one thought they would ever come across in any world, this one or the next. Hogzilla. Yeah, so Gabriel versus Hogzilla. Gabriel, an archangel Gabriel seated at one hand or the other of the father versus... A massive boar. A massive boar. Uh-huh. Well, all right, compare these two guys' <laughs> stats. <laughs> compare these stats. What do we got? I mean, one is an archangel who levels cities. He's a, Correct. He's a nuclear weapon of heaven. Correct. He's a uh, soldier of the Lord. The other, the other one was... Uh, taken out by a 10 year old with a revolver <laughs> <laughs> correct so i don't know you got any arguments to like kind of sway this in any direction otherwise i think fe- feel like this one's uh you think this one's already in the bag i, I, I think so i, I don't, don't go ahead gabriel is an archangel you know he is he has contributed to turning people's wives to salt he has, um, again, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, selling point, mm-hmm. leveled the cities, perhaps with a few other angels, but I feel I feel one angel could level many cities by himself. Mm-hmm. Versus a pig. Yeah. So while Hogzilla... Is impressive. Very impressive. We established that Hogzilla is a purely corporeal creature with no divinity inside of his blood, right? He's right. just a giant mess. He's not a pig because he's like possessed by a demon. Right, because that whole episode was about monsters that were thought to have been fake, and then Correct. they turned out to be real. Correct. So Hogzilla is just, in fact, a pig. All right, so picture- A wild pig. All right, so picture this. The Archangel Gabriel descends upon the earth. Mm-hmm. A beam of light, whoosh- and we'll say he doesn't have to, like, he's able to give himself, well, he already has his vessel. However, we don't need to just go by, a lot of my angel logic will fall back in Supernatural, which it should not do, because <laughs> they're more than just that. Uh-huh. So let's say he falls, boom, shockwaves ripple the forest. He's in a forest now, I guess. Okay. His wings flutter, but you can barely see him. Maybe they're metaphysical wings. doesn't matter. He's an angel. Uh-huh. He's there in a white cloak. He has a trumpet fastened to his belt. Okay. His head is tipped down. His eyes are looking forward. And out of the brush comes charging him a giant massive boar. That's going... (laughs) Yeah. Gabriel stumbles back. He's an angel from heaven. But earth is still full of creatures he's not fully understand. Mm -hmm. So he stumbles. He's like, what the hell is this? He's like, god damn it. Sorry, father. My apologies. What did you make? Hogzilla. (laughs) He hears it in his ear. (laughs) God goes, good luck. What? So the Hogzilla races toward Gabriel. He does an uppercut and his entire body explodes. Yeah. And then it's gone. I mean, he could just snap his fingers, but he wants to get involved in this. Yeah. So he just, you know, Hogzilla tries to bite his head. He takes one hand, the top of his jaw, one hand on the bottom of his jaw, and just rips this entire skeletal structure in half. Yeah. So um, Gabriel advances. Yeah, I think that's uh, that one's... I think that's... Sorry, Hogzilla, but... Yeah, you're done. You're done. Sorry, man. That's it. You're a big pig, but now you're a dead pig. Uh Mm-hmm. Can I have a writing utensil of any sort? Just to keep keep track of what we're doing here? Yeah, I'm doing the same. Because I hope everybody printed out their brackets that I posted. Uh Mm-hmm. Place your bets, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) So then we're going to go to uh, the fear division for their... Round one? I think so. Yeah, I think so. This one is a good one. 
It is. A lot of pros and cons involved in this battle. Mm-hmm. First up, we have a creature so sinister. Malevolent. So that, <laughs> that we shouldn't even speak its name. It's true. It's a skinwalker. Mm-hmm. And what might be thwarting a skinwalker today? Mokele Membe. A giant dinosaur lives <laughs> in the jungle. Uh-huh. So. A So now I feel these are two corporeal creatures. Skinwalker was, in fact, a man at one point. Right. And can spend most of its days as a man. But it can also spend most of its days as basically anything. Right. They just have to wear part of that animal as their clothes, if I remember correctly. Yes, that is a, that is a feature, yes. Perhaps a more powerful skinwalker may not require that feature, but we'll say it. You know, he's got to keep the shape. He's got to keep the shape. Yeah. Because they're also beyond just being changing, um, being able to change their shape. They also have. They're also basically witches or warlocks. They also can conduct spells, rituals. So they've got a hefty power, you know, power supply. Right. Deep inside their mind, because as we discussed in our Skinwalker episode, you have you have to reach a certain level of priesthood. Um, within the Navajo tribe and their religion mm-hmm. to be able to even become a skinwalker. And for those who forgot, how do you become a skinwalker? What's one of the... What, you have to cast aside all good from your being. Yeah, and then you have to kill a member, close member of your family. Correct. Yeah. All right. So it's some dark stuff. Very dark. Heavy stuff. All right. And Mokulamembe is a dinosaur. He's a dinosaur. Uh, mysterious dinosaur. In Africa. Yes. Legends of him have, you know, been being proliferated for centuries. Some people even think he eats flesh. They've talked about flesh eating because they don't know what the hell's going on. He's got spikes on his back, maybe. He likes to live in the river. Mm-hmm. It's the Congo, right? Mokulamembe's in the Congo, I believe. I believe so. Okay. I'm glad we're believing. Yeah, we talked about these things. Are you sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did, yeah, we did a lot of in-depth research on these things at one point. We did, and then uh, this is what we see how this, see how much of it's stuck. <laughs> this is what we've retained <laughs> yeah. over a year. Yeah, so Mokulamembe is a, a jungle dinosaur versus a skinwalker. Now, what do you think? What's the most what's the most obvious thing that comes to your mind in this battle to start with? That a skinwalker, if it lived in the Congo, could wear the skin of Mokulamembe and become a dinosaur skinwalker. That's not what you were thinking, is it? No, it is. I mean, it is. No, I mean, that's obvious. Right. No, I, I just got to. Now I'm just visualizing it in my brain. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot to handle. So are you Are you telling me this battle would um, It'd be, reach its heights as dinosaur versus dinosaur? It could. But one of those dinosaurs. I mean, a coyote's not taking on a dinosaur. No, absolutely not. One of these dinosaurs has the brain of a man. Mm, that's true. So one of these dinosaurs is very smart. Mm-hmm. So smart, he's able to conduct rituals to perform all sorts of crazy shit. Right. Versus a dinosaur. Does the Navajo magic, does does the black magic work to take the form of a dinosaur? I would say yes. I'm on team yes. <laughs> okay. I'm on team yes to become a dinosaur. Yeah. Whoa. Wait, what? <laughs> In relation to the story, I'm on team yes of a skinwalker uh-huh. becoming a dinosaur. Okay. I'm not trying to become a skinwalker just so I can become a dinosaur. All right, that's good. If good I said you should alert my family if that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, Nick wants to become a dinosaur, <laughs> and there's only one way he found out that he can do that. Yeah, so uh, um, you should probably stay away from him. 
Yeah, it's also quite a gamble because he wants to become a dinosaur, but he hasn't found one yet. So when <laughs> so when he does, he has to wear its skin. So when the police haul me away, and and so when the police haul Nick away, and he's shouting, "I wanted to become a dinosaur." That's why you killed your family. <laughs> what? Wow. Wow. Something's wrong with this guy. Yeah, steps A and B don't quite lead to C, D, or E in this situation. But anyways, this particular skinwalker. Yeah. And we're going to keep the same skinwalker. It's like one skinwalker. Do you want to name him or just leave him anonymous? No. Okay. We don't want to speak his name. That's right. We're already naming too many things about the skinwalker right now. Yeah. All right. So skinwalker's in the Congo. Somehow he's in there. Somehow he got there. Maybe his flight got diverted and now he's in the Congo jungle and he hears this trampling of feet like Mm -hmm. like in the jungle. So they just thunderous bellowing. You can't tell if it's coming out of its mouth, if it's just stampeding the earth. But something big is coming. Mm-hmm. And he looks over and he sees a carcass of some kind of dead creature. Or, oh my God, I just thought of something a little more scary. Okay. He gets attacked by Mokola Membe out of the blue. So he's a human being. He changes into a coyote, tries to run away, but he gets swatted. He's in deep pain. So he doesn't know how to beat this. He, he even tries to transform into an eagle. He gets swatted out of the air by its long neck. Yeah, I mean... If he's trying to evade it, but we're, they're trying to battle, right? So he, but so my point is, he falls on it because he's like ambushed. He does. He, he he's not a dinosaur yet. Yeah. So he turns into an eagle and like shreds its back. So he takes part of its meat and like puts it on himself, <laughs> channels his energy, and whoosh! Now he's another Mokale Mumbe, <laughs> and he proceeds to use his human intellect to smash it about. He's like whipping it against trees because he's got battle tactics in his brain. He's the smart. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, but the Mokula Membe, yes. maybe not the smarts of a human, but it's got beast intelligence, you know? It does. Tell me more about beast intelligence. I, I don't I just, know. It's just going to know how to smash things with its long neck and correct. things like that better than anybody could thinking of it as a dinosaur for the first time. Correct. So, so I feel like the Skinwalker's, the shock factor works in Mokula Membe's favor here. Yeah. But I do think in the end, when the ch- I imagine the battle between the Mokale Membe and the Skinwalker being similar to the battle of the Predator and Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm. physically outmatched mm-hmm. Predator, technologically outmatched, but Arnold had the smarts, and just like he covered himself in mud, the Skinwalker covers himself in the flesh or blood he's been able to rip from Mokale Membe, and I feel when he transforms into the Mokale Membe, he whips. It's a battle. Right. He's not coming out of it without more than don't know. a few broken bones. We also don't know what other kind of dark magics he can wield either. We're solely sticking with transforming. Right. Oh, but I, there are like yes. deep, a lot of magic involved there. Oh, of course. So. Yeah, who knows what kind of laser beams he can shoot or what kind of enchantments or curses he can yeah. cook up. Some dark magic can't be good. Combined with uh, being able to ter- turn into a beast, I'm going to give it to the Skinwalker. Yeah, I think Skinwalker beats Moke Le Membe. Mm-hmm. So, Moke Le Membe loses, Skinwalker advances. That's a close one, though. That's closer than Gabriel versus Hogzilla. It is, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a tough choice. Because I am also picturing Gabriel with the pig running at him, just snapping his fingers, and just explodes into blood. Yep. And he's like, that's enough. That's done. Could have made bacon out of it. Jeez. Oh, and what if Gabriel doesn't, like, blow it to pieces? Like, 
it runs he at just him. Cooks it. He uh, sticks. Pig roast immediately. Ah, uh, yes. Before the pig roast, I picture him using his finger like an air gun and like just putting it through its head, killing it instantly. And then he hangs it up to so he can take cool pictures. Like, 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 like all the, the picture of the hogs, like the little kid or the hunter that we've seen with the yeah, mm-hmm. yep. He sends it up to heaven, gives it to Michael. Michael's like, "Cool, you're an angel. You kill a pig. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Get on, go toot your trumpet somewhere else, Gabriel. Yeah. All right. Skinwalker advances. Are we jumping back up to the weird division? Yeah. Okay. I think we no- go to round two up there. Oh man, we got some good battles up here. Yeah. This is, an, this is gonna be a tight one too. I think. Yeah, we'll see. Do you want to? Oh, do you want to announce this one? Sure. I mean, do it. We got uh, the infamous local visitor, the Chicago Mothman. Ah, what a guy! Battling the man with the hat. How does this play out? To those who may not remember, the man in the hat mm-hmm. is the man. Does he come to you in your dreams? Does he see? Do you see him as if he's there in front of you and you're awake? When you're awake, is when he see the man with the hat. Normally, waking out of, you know, you were, were having a good night's sleep, and then something yeah. just kind of wakes you up out of it, and you're uh, you can't move, and it's just a man wearing a hat lurking by your bedside. Was there any reports of him causing pain? suffering or is it all fear and emotion it's all fear and emotion yeah okay so let's say our boy the chicago moth man mm-hmm. has done his few laps around the dupage river or the chicago river he's flying around the planetarium he's dicking around he flies out in lake michigan toward these lights that apparently are out there he goes inside of his spaceship takes a nap yeah but then he's 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 uh he's he jumps awake mm-hmm there's a creature in the corner over there. Just giving them Chicago Mothman really ominous feelings. He's uh-huh. terrified. He's got a hat. How terrified would be the Chicago Mothman be in this battle? It's hard to say. Right? Think, guess. Like, what do you what do you think? Because I'm trying to piece it together, too. I'm trying to think of what that kid said he saw when oh. he saw the Chicago Mothman. Because didn't he say he just he didn't feel like it was anything wrong with it? It was just watching or something? Oh, shit. These are both guys that just like to watch. They do love to watch. Yeah. And the Mothman does not like to be watched. No. Because Ooh. he does not like you to take pictures of him. Nope. He has a sixth, there was like a sixth sense or a telepathic ability to, you know, you go to reach for your phone, you just can't. And he knows. You just can't do it. Yeah. So now we got two watchers watching each other. Mm-hmm. So is this just going for eight hours and just look at each other? <laughs> <laughs> well, the man with the heck comes to you when you're sleeping. Right. So the... Mothman's getting his shut eye uh-huh. on a spaceship out in Lake Michigan. Yes. And then there he is. The Mothman's terrified. Right. <laughs> but what does he do? I don't right. know. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's, but what would we think? If you were the Chicago Mothman, this is how this has to be played out. If you were the Chicago Mothman in your spaceship in the middle of Lake Michigan and you were visited by the man in the hat, how would you react? What would you do? <laughs> I don't know. No, if you were... Yeah, I know, right? Would you... Hey, you want a beer? <laughs> and then, all right, okay, so we'll start there. Mothman says, hey, man, you want a beer? Man, the hat just stares at him. Yeah. He's like, dude, do you want a fucking beer? Mm-hmm. Guy in the hat just still stares at him. Just 
creepy dude. He's like, take the fucking beer, because he's got a mini fridge by his bed. Mm-hmm. So he rips it open, takes a beer out, and whips it at him. Yeah. Is the man in the hat corporeal, or is he like a phantom? I don't think anybody's really sure. All right, so the beer gets thrown at him, and I figure, because, you know, he always appears like... When you focus in on the dark spot in the room, it gets darker and darker. Like, mm-hmm. it's part of that. Yeah. So the beer hits the wall. He dissipates. Yeah, there's nothing there. So Mothman. Mothman's like, geez, am I going crazy? Mm-hmm. Have I become... Have I become the tormented? Yeah. And is then, this what... Is is what the man in the hat doing to me? Like what I do to the mean streets of Chicago, Illinois? Yeah, and then he goes back to sleep. Uh-huh. Nightmare, you know, maybe. I don't know. Not a good dream. No. He wakes up. He flies around Chicago, does his thing again. The next night, the same thing happens. Jesus Christ. Hey, man, you want a beer? Yeah, and the guy just stares at him, doesn't say anything. Mothman takes the beer out of his fridge. And this is, I mean, it. maybe that's all he goes into the city to do is buy beer. Yeah, he's just getting like some old style or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he takes it out, whips it at him. My point is he does not want to waste his beer. It's very important to him. So he whips the fucking beer. But this time the man in the hat catches the beer. What's that mean? Does he open it? I don't know. The man in the hat opens the beer and pours it out in front of him. Oh, no. That's a dagger to the Mothman's heart. Mm-hmm. He's like my old style. The floor of my UFO. Come on, man. This is going <laughs> to rust. See, this, isn't, this is space material. Yeah. Space aluminum. Yeah. Space aluminum. <laughs> that's, that's not good. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So then, like, so he's like damaging like his craft. He's gonna make his little bungalow sink into the middle of Lake Michigan. So the Mothman stands up and flaps like his membrane because the Chicago Mothman is not furry. No, he he's slimy. The... He's yeah. membraney. He's got like bat type wings. Some depictions say he has like arms and wings that come out of his back. Some say he's just got legs and wings, and he looks like that paraglider, that you know, windsurfer guy, that you know, that windsuit that we, but that. Was in the um, you know, the photo of like the Indian and right. shit. Yep. So he's up and he's like all covered in like maybe he's gooey. He's kind of slimy. He's like a dark green color, membrane kind of reddish, brownish. So then he walks toward the man in the hat, and they watch each other. <laughs> <laughs> they just stare at each other. Um, Why'd you waste my beer, man? Yeah. Yeah. How was this fight rectified? What would be a killing blow? How would you do damage? Because again, the man in the hat's just doing fear and fear tactics, I dumping mean, out beer, being scary in the corner. I think that's how it's gonna end up going, though. I think it's just gonna be it's a long, long battle. It is a long battle. But I think eventually, so who gets worn down? I think the Mothman's gonna get worn down. Like the man with the hat's there every night, just waking you up. You can't move really. Yeah. You're terrified. Yeah. Then you go to bed, have a terrible night's sleep, and repeat it over and over. I think eventually uh, the uh, Mothman breaks. He's too worn down? Yeah. He's too worn down to go and get his beer? Yeah. He's too worn down to get his sustenance? Yep. Can't fly into Chicago and pick up that beer. That beer. So he's basically emotionally crippled and just remains in his bed in the fetal position mm-hmm. as the man in the hat, tormentor of many human beings, and I guess now any corporeal creature, mm-hmm. anything that lives in this realm... Yeah, I guess the... Succeeds. Yeah, I think so. He pushes him down. Man, Chicago Mothman. Did not see that coming. I did not see that coming either. Not good. But I think it happens. I think that's what happens. Because he's a supernatural... Between the two of them, the man with the head is more supernatural than the Mothman. Mm-hmm. So his his uh, mortal coil can't sustain this. Mm-hmm. All right, man the hat. 
That was tough. That was tough. That one hurts my feelings. But that's how it goes. It's a tough one. Kind of makes me cry a little bit, poor guy. Can't even make it out of round one. What is this official battle called so I can just say it? Like, what are we... Is it a beast battle? What do we do? What is beast battle? Yeah, what is, but they're not all beasts. What they're is not. You, so like I don't know the WF. <laughs> oh, fuck. Spooky time champion. <laughs> Quit winning my heart over. Because yeah, that would be fine. Okay. Spooky we, spooky time champion. Yeah, the WF <laughs> spooky time champion. All right. Of the world. <laughs> all right, well, that's what we're doing. <laughs> all right. You stand. You stand by that. Yeah, I stand by that. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, that's the name. All right. So yeah, man, will man in the hat, man <laughs> with the hat, be the WF Spooky Time Champion of the world? Of the world, maybe. That's what this is called now. Yeah, that's what we're calling it. Weird and feared Spooky Time Champ Championship. Oh, that's yeah, that's easily that's the name of the belt. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Spooky Time Championship. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah. Oh my God, can I do I design a belt? Yep. Am I gonna draw the winner wearing a belt? I hope so. Oh my God. Am I going to get tattooed in my body? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Man in the Hat defeats the Chicago Mothman. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it an, a huge upset. It was a bit of an upset. I would call it a surprise. It was a surprise. Because when you lay out the facts, because mm-hmm. this entire battle is filled with facts. Factual. All right. So let's jump back down to the leaving the weird division, going to the feared division. Mm-hmm. We have the tormentor. Of citizens of Asia during the Chinese New Year, mm-hmm. the Nian. The Nian. Versus. Tormentors of Michigan teenagers. Yeah. Yes, yes. Going on. Stealing. Their cars. Stealing, um, yeah. And Ford, Ford Granada. That stealing. Well, hearts, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Ford Granada. That was in Connecticut on Dracula Drive. Mm-hmm. And then there's also Melonheads in Ohio. So, so the Melonheads. The Melonheads. Yeah, I gave it away. Yeah. Yeah, the Melonheads. Versus, versus the Melonheads. Versus a cosmic being that, and we're not a cosmic being, a, well, well, he's like a dragon creature. He's got like lion feet and like a dragon head and like spikes and shit. He likes to eat children. Yeah. All right. Versus the Melonheads. Who, who are children. Have hydrocephalitis and they are children. Mm-hmm. He's going after, oh my God, that's his preferred meal. Yeah. But they don't give in easy, though. No, they're crazy. Yeah. In one legend, the um, the guy in charge of the mental asylum that they were being stored in, mm-hmm. they ripped him apart limb from limb and buried his bodies all over the campus Yeah, I of the remember. Felt Mansion. I remember what I called these guys, but I kept trying to make them into a band, I remember. Somebody, somebody in the Melonheads. Oh, shoot. Oh, because there was the name of the doctor. Like doctor something, yeah. Who is the, who is the doctor? In that Melonheads legend. I don't know. We're going to find out. Melonheads doctor. That's I don't know what that's going to tell me. Melonheads doctor. Dr. Crow. Dr. Crow and the Melonheads. Dr. Crow and the Melonheads. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been dismembered. So his head's in the ground. So the Nian is stomping around. We'll just say this battle that takes place at the mansion. Is sure. the, Is the Nian there? He's storming into town. Because the, the, the Chinese... They have ways of keeping him away, so he's perhaps, which we will talk about because it's very important for this battle. Mm-hmm. So he's, he decides to wander into the Americas, because we talked about that in the episode, too. We did, I believe. 
We came maybe, up with some theories, I think. Maybe America's not doing its fair share, and maybe America is wide open to Neon attacks. Mm-hmm. Well, in this situation, that's happening. And yeah. he, has, he has chosen to attack near the Felt Mansion in Michigan. Midwestern, it's fine. He's here now. Yep. Comes out of the forest to this asylum where there's melon heads. The forests around the asylum. Well, I mean, the, the melon heads are a bunch of crazy kids. They're stealing cars, you know, causing mischief. Yeah, they wear like rags, they're ratted, and they're tattered, but they're survivors. Some even say they're cannibals. Yeah, so how much noise they making when they stand in these cars? Are they like going out cruising? Are they like blasting the radios? Is I, that, I think they're blasting the radio. Is that enough to scare off the Neon? It doesn't like loud noises. It depends. No, loud noises, it does not like loud noises, but is that enough to, to um, yeah, to stop a Neon? Well, the Neon has another weakness. He does not like the color red. Ooh. What color is this car, Zach? The Malheads, you know, are going to prefer red cars. Yeah, because they were fucking ballers. And Dracula Drive. Yeah, blood. Blood? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. Little red Corvette. Also, how they also, the Nan is also scared of explosions. How's the exhaust on this car? Does it make a lot of, does that make a lot of loud noise too? I mean, probably. Does it pop? Since I just said, I'd like to envision it being a little red Corvette. (laughs) Just like. Floor in that thing, you know. I don't know. All right, all these points are true. As in, I believe I shouldn't. I ever, whenever I say these things are true on this podcast, <laughs> this is true. Uh-huh. This is true. Yeah. Well, taking all those things into account, I admit that could scare away Neanne. Now, what I'm going to ponder with you is that: Do you think the Melonheads would be that lucky to piece all these things together? To scare off a Neon? Would they be able to put this? Because these, all these boxes need to be checked. Otherwise, the Neon is ripping them apart. Yeah, I don't know. Because they, they're kind of mindless. They're kind of dumb. Yeah. They're not operating with you know full human they're intellect. Not, they're not working a, a team or anything like that. No, they're, they're like they're a... Typically g- like a herd of... A herd. I don't know if that's no, the right... No, word, no. The, whatever. You know what I mean. I just Wikipedia... A pack. A pack I, of melon heads. No, I Wikipedia it, and it says a a grouping of melon heads is in fact a herd. So it's oh a, yeah oh, oh melon it's a oh, mel- it's a not, melon herd not a pot of melon heads or anything like that. Oh, maybe <laughs> shit a herd of melon heads. I mean, I don't I don't think they're gonna really end up having a chance. They this don't thing have likes pl- to eat kids. They are kids. They don't have a plan. They need explosives to scare this thing off, or go hide in the woods like they did in China. Yes, yeah, flee the town and let them just kind of roam around. I mean, they got that in their advantage. They're they're somewhat elusive. I think when it comes down to it, though, Nian's going to triumph here. Right. I think Nian wins because they they would not be able to check off all those boxes to have a cohesive defense. Right. Nian wins. Mm-hmm. Got him. Boom. Nian defeats the Melonheads. All right. Let's jump back up to the weird division where things are going to get real spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Tennessee. Yep. You treated us. You treated me to this story, which could in fact be the original ghost story of America that all other ghost stories, you know, owe their legacy to. Right. Like every every ghost story that has ever existed after this story, all these original elements were fall involved in this story. Who is this creature? The Bell Witch. The Bell Witch. Oh yeah. And who is the Bell Witch battling? Well, this takes. There's a little conspiring a little merging of things to make this creature exist mm-hmm. 
in my episode about the Congress Plaza Hotel and its haunted creatures, there was perhaps a peg-legged ghost roaming the halls. I believe his name was Peg-Legged Jimmy or Peg-Legged Johnny. Something like that. Okay. Well, before Johnny or Jimmy was on the scene, in this great city of Chicago, there was a murder, and this murder was caused by a lion-taming burlesque dancer and her husband, who was, in fact, a peg-leg clown. Right. Who, after murdering someone, they fled and were caught, and he was sentenced to life in prison at the Joliet Prison. Where he escaped. Where he escaped. So, is this man... The pig-leg ghost that haunts the Congress Plaza Hotel? Did he escape Joliet and wander back to the city trying to swindle somebody else and then in the middle of swindling get stabbed? Right. So yeah. So that is that. We're saying yes. That yeah. is exactly who it is. Yep. So pig-leg clown ghost. Pig-leg clown ghost. First the, the bell witch. The bell witch. How do you think that would go down? Set the stage for that conflict. Well, one one is a murderous spirit. Well, was a murderous person murderous mortal when they were alive yes the bell witch caused a lot of problems yeah she as did. far as we know never human though like it said she was called the bell witch but was never manifested physically as far as we know was she she wasn't a human before she died do we not, know that not that we know of. okay uh, just, i forget what her name was but uh what they ended up calling the the voice that was speaking to them and everything they uh, never really knew of anybody, from what I remember. So one is possibly just a spirit, and one is the ghostly remains of a murderer, if that makes sense. It makes sense to me. You know, like, the Bell Witch may be more sentient as a ghost than the peg leg clown ghost. I don't really know. That's true. The Bell Witch, uh, the Bell Witch had plans. Yeah, it was acting on those plans. The clown, well, alive, when alive, had plans and did stuff. But as a ghost, because we're assuming we're this is who this is, um, he just wandered the Congress Plaza Hotel, like banging up against shit, like scaring people. Mm-hmm. Nothing really, you know, evil. Nothing super sinister. Just kind of sco- creeping people out. Right. Well, were the Seen Bell the Witch? The Bell Witch killed people. She caused murder, right? Did she cause a murder? I think she didn't. The dad die? Didn't she kill? Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Something with the wedding and shit, like yeah, they uh, she was forcing him not to marry and trained him till he was dead, basically. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff. Like she like wiped out that family until a certain point. Yeah, going back on uh, you know, just memory here. It was Andrew Jackson shows up because of all the problems. Right, yeah, because he's Tennessee <laughs> military man. Yeah, and he stays right. in the house, and you know. And then when people were talking about being witch hunters, and they would all of a sudden. What happened to him? Didn't one of the guys die inside the, uh, in the house, or get attacked no, by the guys? He, he, he got scratched or get, something. He got fucked up. Yeah, he got scratched and shit. Yeah, or slapped or something like that. Because this thing would slap the shit out of like the little girl, yes. like the youngest one. Didn't she claim, like, strict ownership over that child? Yeah. Like, you're mine. 
Yeah, basically. Like, I'm your mother now. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that wouldn't wasn't allowed to get married and stuff like that. Right. Which caused the father to die. And did her husband or fiance die, or did they just, did all the, the um? because I don't think they, no, they, I think she, they didn't get married, though. Yeah, I think. <sighs> just the chaos? I don't remember what happened. Well, this is me and you trying to remember what we talked about nine months ago. Right. So that's fine. But it was all bad stuff. Yeah, and with the pegleg clown ghost, bad guy. Yeah, very bad guy. Already evil. Already on the evil before he dies. But I think you put him up, whether alive or dead, against the Bell Witch, and he's going down. Unfortunately, I would have to agree with you. Mm-hmm. Well, he's clearly a fan favorite. You can see his fans in the, the crowds with their signs. You know, people <laughs> pe- people holding yeah. up their peg legs. Mm-hmm. Their clown masks. Yep, and the, you know, because when he was caught, he said to one of the police officers, you know, officer, you can't hang a guy with a peg leg. Yeah. And the officer goes, what? And then he goes, you have to use a rope. <laughs> All right, man, get out of here. Yep. Eat he's, shit. He's a maniac. So he is a maniac. So that's on one of the signs in the crowd. Hmm. If after he dies, all he's able to do is haunt a hallway, the Bell Witch had so much more pizzazz, so much more spiritual juice. Mm-hmm. I mean, she either scares him away, like it's either, you know, either he gets counted out of this fucking battle, or he's vaporized or sent to a different world, or he just is eviscerated. I feel like she's got more power there, so. Yep, I think the Bell Witch is going to take it. Bell Witch wins. All right, so we'll jump back down to the Fear Division. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I don't know what to do. Do you want to <laughs> set, uh, yeah, you set the stage for this one. All right, so this one is going to be the Grinning Man, a alien man from Lanolos. Lanolos. Coming in weighing 200 pounds. Wow! I, I don't know. Probably yes, not. Yes, no. Take it. Yeah. I don't know. You can't see under his Technicolor dream coat. Well, you don't know how sinewy his muscles are. What's, That's true. What lanulous blood is like. Mm, yeah. Think about but, that. Uh, yeah. We got injured cold. Yes. Then, coming out of Enfield... <laughs> home of mule day home of mule day is the enfield horror the enfield horror a three-legged maybe ape-like maybe kangaroo-like alien or cryptid creature with like these like grayish tearing up kids shoes yeah ripping into doors with his massive scary claws and his little t-rex arms mm-hmm. running away from everyone that comes after him beyond that though not engaging anyone in any fights whatsoever, just trying to move on with his life. <laughs> and then he's, then he's, so he's running into a field, then a spaceship comes down, and a man in glitter pants and a sparkly fucking jacket walks out. Without saying anything to him, just, just says, hold sm- up. Just smiling. Mm-hmm. But his mouth doesn't move. Nope, but he's speaking. The Enfield horse stops in his tracks. Yes. He's like, oh, what, what town are you coming from? Enfield? Is that what they call that over there? <laughs> Just starts asking him nonsense questions. Like, hey, um, you like scratching stuff? What do you scratch? What's over that hill? Yeah. You scratch something over that hill? Mm-hmm. How did you know I scratched something? I'm in your mind. Don't worry about it. We're peaceful. I'm peaceful. This is the only person the Enfield Horror has been able to talk to on his time on Earth <laughs> because this guy's in his head. So they just become friends? 
I guess. Now it's a tag team. <laughs> yeah, now, now you're injured cold, and the Enfield Horror are going to team up against every other monster. <laughs> wow, s- swerve! <laughs> Holy shit. No, but then th- things go south real quick. Oh, jeez. They realize they can't team up. Mm-hmm. They're too different. The Enfield Horror can't keep up his end of the bargain. No. He's too passive. He looks scary and scratches shit, but he's not really hurting anyone. Injured has plans. Yeah. Like we need to start a war on Lanolos. They do. But the the Lanulosians are supposed to be a peaceful race. Now, we talked about Indrid maybe not being a peaceful man and perhaps used a human being, we won't say his name, we'll mention it later, yeah. to conquer Lanulos with his mean right and left hooks. Yeah. I don't, we'll I, talk about that later. Yeah, we got there. But, so does Indrid, in a straight up like one-on-one fight, they've had their communications, they try to be friends, it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. How does, okay, the infield whore, well, he's like three feet tall, he's got his claws, he's got sharp teeth. So if he chooses to attack, if he actually wants to go at it, he's got sharp things all over his body. Claws, teeth. Right. Indrid has sparkle pants and glitter jackets and is very intimidating. He has a spaceship. We don't know what any of those things are capable of, though. No, we don't. Maybe that sparkling sweet jacket is armor. Okay. Future space armor. Space armor. past. Future space armor from the past. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so you know, he he's got protection from the the gone times and the soon to be times, mm-hmm. and he's all ready to go. So the Enfield scratches and claws the horse. The Enfield use it like that's his, like that's a, the noun. Yeah. The Enfield. The Enfield. Yeah, instead of the horror. The horror. Yeah, yeah. the Enfield. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, that just sounds rude. The horror. Yeah, the horror. Oh God. Yeah, injured coldness calls him the horror. You know they call you the horror, right? And the Enfield horror just cries. <laughs> Then, in, then injured slaps him. Yeah. How strong would injured be? Does he have like strength because he's from a different atmosphere? I mean, maybe it depends on you know the, how many gravity, the pull of gravity there. Has injured ever sucked anyone up in his spaceship? What did our buddy talk about? Well, didn't he take him with him? I don't know if he took him against his will, what, but he said he took him with him. The what, what was his name? Woody. All right. Good old Woodrow. So. Darenberger. Thank you. Perfect. Between the two of us, we got this shit. Mm-hmm. All right, so Indrid, if in a fist fight with the Enfield Horror, I don't know what's going to work out. He's got his armor on, but picture this. Indrid Cold gets attacked by the Enfield Horror. He's scratching and clawing. Indrid's like, no, nah, man. He's like, why are you attacking me? He's like, I don't want to be here. It's like, Indrid's like, I can fix that. So Indrid walks into his spaceship, starts to fly away. Enfield Horror's like, I thought we were fighting. Isn't that what we're doing? Well, Indrid sucks him up into his spaceship, flies into space, Shoots him out the airlock, and that's, he's done. Yeah. He's, yeah. boop. Mm-hmm. Or he just takes him to Lanolos, and he's like, here you go. Scratch away. <laughs> I have all the shoes you could ever want. Yeah. They're all glittery. No, I think uh, if they're battling, Indrid Gold's going to take this one. I think so, too. Maybe the infield horror just secludes into his whatever, into whatever cave he came from. And much like Mr. Derenberger, then he just starts to write, like, he's just, you know, writes a book. Mm-hmm. He becomes an author, the Enfield Horror, writes a book about his time, about, interacting with Injured Cold. About my time on Lanolos. Yep, and, and how he was tortured by the people of Enfield. And then he, you know, then his book's on Amazon, you can buy it. Uh, I would read that. I would, too. <laughs> my story by the Enfield Horror. <laughs> what? <laughs> my time on Lanolos, a reflection of my time on Earth in Enfield. <laughs> Signed, yeah, 
by the horror. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, that is his name. Yeah, the horror. Wow. Huh. Okay. E horror. E N horror. Oh shit. All right. Well, we'll jump back to the weird division. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh-huh. Oh boy. All right. This one's a little bit of a whopper. A lot going on here. What ha- Well, you, you describe this first creature. From the Consi- cold winds of Ontario and Canada. The Great Lakes region, I guess. Yes. Coming in at a gaunt, I don't know. Try it. 100 something, maybe. 100, 100 pounds or 100 kilograms. Both. How many kilograms? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. We have the Wendigo. Oh, my God. What does he do? Oh, he's a bad dude. Does he eat Cannibalistic things? spirit that Gets causes uh, the Wendigo psychosis and people to eat each other until they can no longer... No, until they're, they can never eat enough. Until they become Wendigos? Yeah, they eat their own lips off. They're so hungry. So he multiplies. Mm-hmm. And then, hailing from Peoria... Illinois on the Coal Hollow Road is a man that Randy Emmert thought he had seen and had told the local radio station that he did in fact see this creature spurring on a massive monster hunt a Magnificent mess, mm-hmm. which of course, to those not familiar with the term, stands for monster excitement stupidity syndrome or mess. We have the Coal Hollow Road Monster, or because I don't know why people name monster these things, the Kohomo Monster, Coal Hollow Road Monster, Monster, the Monster, right? The Coho Monster. Versus the Wendigo. And he is a stinky, albino, gray-like creature covered. He's kind of, he's got some kind of, I think he's got some mud on him too. He's got like a U-shaped head, big ears. He's got, you know, teeth that may or may not be sharp. He's like a, um, to call him a Sasquatch is to say that's just what he is. But if he was most like anything, it would in fact be a Sasquatch. So tall, probably like seven feet tall, muscularly. Muscally? Yep, sure. That's, yeah, bro- Close enough. Yep. Ripped, just bursting with raw animalistic power versus a once man flesh eating freak show. Yeah. So what happens here? What does happen here? Because this these are two physical beings. There's no spirits involved. One has powers, but I don't think he's a phantom. He has a physical body. Uh, or is he a phantom? He's a little bit of both, I think. Go on. I remember. The Wendigo is... He can fade in and out? I think it's a spirit that can take hold of somebody. So does he? is he just able to grab things in the physical world, or does he also have a physical world? I, I think he's also in the physical world. I don't know. That is a, a question I hadn't really thought about. Yeah, man. We're hitting all the all the intellectual discussions here. Mm-hmm. During the spooky time battle royale. So the Wendigo, and I should have... 
I didn't touch up on any of these because I didn't want to think overthink them. No, nope, this is off the, the cuff. Moment. Yep. But the Wendigo causes suffering. Yes. The Kohala Road monster, though, hear me out on this. I'm. Let's go on this journey. Causes chaos. Fact. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. So. Man shot himself in the leg. Yeah. Well, when you put it like that, the Wendigo caused a man to eat his whole family and lie about it. True. So. True. Right. One's a little bit worse than the other. They're both True. pretty bad. But. True. A town was hysterical, though. An entire town. Yeah, that was just an entire family. Right. So, I mean, if you're going for p- pure numbers. Right. Um, yeah. So chaos versus horrible, horrible suffering and eating of people. Chaos versus consumption. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, consumption. Mm-hmm. Because it just drives you mad. That's what the Wendigo does. Uh-huh. In a way, that's what the Koha Road monster does. It's true. But the Koha Road monster, oh shoot, didn't he run out into the street and didn't didn't a little girl think he talked to her telepathically? I think that happened. I don't remember that at all. I think that happened. I don't remember a whole lot about Kohomo, though. That's all right. That's why I'm trying to fire up my laptop here so I could touch on it real quickly yes. while we're talking no, we about can, it. Yeah, you can. Is it is it booting up? Is it doing no, its thing? No, I don't know what it's doing. That's being dumb? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, sometimes technology is dumb. Mm-hmm. But I would say that the Cole Hollerwood monster, he talked to this girl allegedly telepathically, which, because I was going to give the Wendigo, like in my own, this is how this battle worked out in my head. I was giving the Wendigo all the the edge because he's able to get inside your head and drive you mad. Right. But if Kohomo can also get inside the Wendigo's head and talk to it telepathically, he can talk to it, though. That doesn't mean he has any control, though. He can say, hey, man, what are you doing? I'm not here to hurt you. Or like, hey, man, I'm going to fuck you up. And the Wendigo's like, no, I'm going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. You must eat. Do you like those lips of yours? Mm-hmm. Eat them. I don't want to eat them. Mm-hmm. You're hungry. Yep. You like those hands of yours? Eat them. You like those people in that town? You thought you caused chaos before? I'm going to make you my agent of chaos. You're my agent of consumption. You're going crazy. You want to eat and devour Randy Emmert. You want to eat his whole family and his stupid friend who works at the gas station. You want to pump gas. You want to pour gas on him and eat him. Yeah. And then set him on fire and then eat him again. So the Wendigo yes, yep. is going to dominate the Kohomo. I think so. He wipes him out. Yeah, he just turns him into his... He turns him into... A Wendigo. A Sasquatch Wendigo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's terrifying. And then sends it, Then he makes that creature and then sends it off into the world. Yeah. Like, I win. Look Look what I did. Wendigo stands... what I made. Wendigo stands for winning. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the Wendigo is going to take that one. Wendigo wins. Kind of figured that one just going into it, but you know... It's fun to gotta act it out. Yeah, play it out. How would Let's that see, go? Where would it go? I didn't think it'd get that scary. No, it got mm. real scary. Yeah, that's. I don't like that. No, but I do like that. Mm-hmm. All right, jump back down to the fear division. We've got a crazy. We've got the. We've oh. got the perfect battle. I need to refill my beverage before we get into this. Yeah, one. all right, we'll do that because this one's gonna be good. Okay, do it. Oh, you're right. All right, so 
in the fear division we're back with the most talked about battle of round one by me and nick a lot of hype yeah and we haven't talked about it really at all yet because we don't want to talk about it (laughs) but we're very excited to get into this one of course because i would like to confirm every battle done here like i said even the buys were drawn out of a literal hat (laughs) literal literal it was a hat yep so this one is the Black Volga versus the Beast of Bray Road. Oh, my God. Where do cars drive? <laughs> On the road. Where does the Beast live? <laughs> On the road. Oh, my God. And what does the Black Volga do? It kills things. What does the Beast do? It kills things, too. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. It's 3 a.m., the witching hour. The Black Volga's looking for souls. It's driving down the street. The beast of Bray Road just sitting there on the side of the road having a snack. This is my home, bitch. What are you doing here, car? Mm-hmm. And the car's like, meh, meh. And the car, car can't talk. Or does it telepathically draw you towards it? Doesn't it do that? Some people said that it had a, a driver. What's he saying to this beast? That would just like say, ask you for the time to try to lure you close and stuff like that. So the black Volga d- drives on the street, and the driver... That's <laughs> the beast Bray Road. Hey, you got the time. What time is it? <laughs> and the beast looks at him, drops his sandwich. It's like roadkill eating time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for you to die. Yeah. But then the black Volga hits him. Shit. So it's... It... But, like, other people have hit the beast of Bray Road, too. Right. The next thing they know, it's chasing them down. Correct. But this car chases people. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of chasing and running at each other. Yeah. With just the, smashing and bashing. Smashing and bashing. <laughs> Clanging Holy and shit. banging. Clanging and banging. <laughs> well, that's the name of this conference already. This is the Clanging and Banging Conference. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Clashing and bashing. <laughs> Clanging and banging. All right, so there's this war on this street. There's a lot. There's a lot going on here. Is this this beast, this, yeah, this werewolf-like creature? This is the most battle of battles that we've had so far. Steel versus flesh. Yeah. Bone versus brick pads. A giant werewolf versus a black Volga from the seventies. So that thing's solid. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's you know all steel then. Uh huh. So. This car is hitting this beast, and this beast is slashing the car. Now, there's an easy weakness to the Black Volga. If the Beast of Bray Road can slash its tires, it ain't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But if the Volga hits this car with... If this Volga, the car, hits this beast with enough force, whether it breaks... It's going to hurt it, right? Yeah, yeah it's over. If, it's going to fuck it, it up. Him. Hits him right. Yeah, absolutely. But if the beast can slash those tires and then bust the window and just rip the seats out, but how do you kill a haunted car? I don't know. I don't even remember how they did it in Christine, the movie. Me Stephen King movie? Yeah, have you me seen it? Uh, No, I have not. Hmm. No, I have not. But so even, well, think about this. Yes. If the Beast of Bray Road is a werewolf, yes. which we haven't really touched on that outside right. of the Beast of Bray Road. Sure. But it's silver and stuff to kill him. Correct. That's true. So is this thing going to get hit and regenerate? Yeah, it'll get fucked up, but it shouldn't die. Right. But then again, if you sh- slash a car's tires and rip it apart, 
It's still... It's not dead. Right. It's not the, But I mean, I guess this doesn't have to be like, who murders who? Who wins the fight? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So... Oh, shit. Yeah, unless unless the um, the Volga's got silver in it. Yeah. I think the beast might defeat it just because of that. Like, it's it's it'll always heal. I don't know if the car can heal itself. Well, and that's if it is a werewolf, which it seems to be a werewolf. Right. For this purpose, we'll go with it. It's, it's got the attributes. It's most likely a werewolf. Of a werewolf. Even if right. it's not the typical man turns into a beast of Bray Road. Would it be a lycanthrope? Right. At the moon and stuff like that. Uh-huh. This is definitely some sort of bipedal wolf beast. Absolutely. So. And the Black Volga, no one's seen it float. It doesn't fly, right? No. It's not a flying car. No, no, no. So its tires can't get popped and it can't float around and be a sky car. Right. And try and slam into this wolf creature because that would be an amazing thing to witness. But I don't think that's possible here. Yeah, but so I'm going to continue like arguing with myself almost. No, do it. So nobody ever said that there was any evidence of the Beast of Bray Road having those other properties of werewolf. Like nobody shot it or anything. And so right. just like ignore it or... Stuff like that. Right. So, if that's the case, the Black Volga is going to be able to hit this thing. Mm, true. So, with this back and forth, maybe we shouldn't give the Beast of Bray Road properties we don't know it has. Right. Cause, We're inventing powers. Right. Because there's no... Nobody's ever shot it, from what I remember. People always just see it, try to outrun it, barely outrun it. So does this much-hyped conflict really come down to just a car running a dog over in the street? I mean, yes and no, I think. It's going to, if we don't know it has those regenerative properties. Correct. And it can't land a striking blow on these tires with its claws, you know, it's going to get hit. Or it's going to evade it the entire time. Right. So who's going to stop who here? I think if we don't give the beast the supernatural oomph of a werewolf. I think the car hurts it. Yeah, the I, car's going to hurt it for sure. But how strong? We know how, we know the Beast of Bray Road is very strong. What if he flips We know he's been hit by the cars before. Right. And then just gotten up and run away. chased these people down or ran away. So we might be able to give him those regenerative powers. Like yeah. he, he heals to some degree, whether he becomes a human or not or whatever, we it don't know. It doesn't seem like a car with one hit will finish him. What if it hits him like 80 times? He's not doing a very good job of getting out of the way. Fact. And what if instead of getting hit 80 times, he flips the car over? Because he's fucking strong. Mm-hmm. We know that. Yeah. Throwing things around, ripping Whew. carcasses out of this things. This is a back and forth here. I know, right? Whew. So basically, we just have to kind of decide how this one plays out. Does he flip the car and as a car? We don't know all the attributes of this car. It's uh, It abducts human beings. It doesn't usually go hunting werewolves. Right. So we don't know how it would fare against a werewolf, but if it is just a car who abducts people and sucks their blood or takes their souls or their life force, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to have much weapons against a werewolf. No, it's going to have one shot at it. It's going to have to be barreling down the road uh-huh. and hit the beast of Bray Road so hard that it's just done. Right. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think the beast would hear him. 
or yes. see the lights, you know, yes. and hop out of the way or take the hit in a way that it's done car hits before. And then the element of surprise is lost then. And the Black Volga is not maneuverable enough to, no, you know, unless it's doing some wicked J-turns and just barreling <laughs> up and down the road, like, <laughs> it's 60 miles an hour nonstop. Yep, picturing that right now. Which would be cool. Sure. I think uh, eventually it's going to run out of gas. That's true. Does it run on gas, though, or is it? I don't know. <laughs> even if even if it doesn't run on gas, I yes. think it's going to take the loss here. I think the car comes burling at him. It hits him, or he jumps out of the way. Either way, he's not dead. He gets pissed, goes back at the car, especially if this is a battle battle. Mm-hmm. He slams into it with like his shoulder, flips it, rolls into the ditch. It's upside down, and he walks away. Yeah. Something along those lines is what I would think is going to end up happening. Right. So I think the Black Volga had it there in the beginning, I think, but... uh yeah, the beast wins. Beast of Bray Road. The beast wins. Now we come to probably the most evenly matched battle that could probably exist in the weird division. Mm-hmm. In a conflict between a Yeti and the big muddy monster of Murfreesboro, Illinois. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. Because they are the same creature, basically. Mm-hmm. One's lost, and one's at home. Yeah, one one enjoys... Is it going to come down to just home field advantage? Oh, shit. Well, I thought you were going to say, <laughs> does it come down to who is the better debater? Oh, well, because Big Muddy Monster's been studying. He has been doing his research, listening mm-hmm. to kids, and they're debating. That poor Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's not. I don't think he's as sophisticated as a big money monster in the current issues of the day. Oh, that's not what I was thinking oh, at okay. all. Go, oh, go <laughs> ahead. Oh, no, where are you going? What the big money monster has been studying is not actual debating. So he's going to be like, oh, I do this. Oh. And the Yeti comes at him. <laughs> oh, no. What's, gonna, what's the big money monster do to the Yeti? Try to debate him. He's going to put him in the car, wrap his arm around him. Oh no! We're trying to snuggle up next to him. Is he gonna? And the Yeti's gonna be like, "Wait, I, I don't know what to do here. I thought we were supposed to be fighting." And the Yeti's like, "Do I love you now? Yeah, are we in love?" (laughs) And they run away together. (laughs) And then they're they're just eliminated. Double (laughs) double count out. They're both eliminated. (laughs) They're done. Why do we even have a bye? Because they don't make it. (laughs) Uh, Hilarious. I mean. All right. It's a Yeti versus a Sasquatch. Do we think Yetis are more massive and more powerful than Sasquatches, or are they the same being in different locations? The Yeti endures harsher elements? Yes. So would they be stronger? But one's really muddy, though. Don't forget that. One is muddy. <laughs> so there's that. He's just a lost Yeti, though. He's lost. He has, he's also, Yetis are usually white, right? Yeah, because the big money monster's white. He's just he, covered in mud. Right. So the Yeti, yeah. the big money monster, maybe uh-huh. a Yeti that just got lost. Right. Or maybe the Yeti's, like, you know, kicked him out. Is Exiled it, him because it, he's too weak to be oh, called a Yeti. shit. What if you learn that this Yeti is this big money monster's father? He's like, son, it's time. It's time to put you down. 
And he's like, but dad. It's like, all you're doing is out here getting dirty. Mm-hmm. And my son ain't no dirty Yeti. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, but dad. Yeah. He smacks him. Mm-hmm. I tried so hard. The kids were just debating. <laughs> I just wanted them to know. No. You're supposed to tear them limb from limb, son. Dad, I just want to love. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hope you love this beating I'm going to give you. Yeah, so the Yeti's going to win this one. I think because we, <laughs> yeah, we made the Murfreesboro Mud Monster a bitch all of a sudden. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we totally just pushed him out. But he was always screaming like high-pitched in the oh, woods. Like, He's ah! yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So and he, the, the Eddie's like, oh. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeti, Yeti, Yeti wins, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> Yeti wins. Yep. Yeti. Yeti wins. Sorry, Murphy's Warrior Mon Monster. You are not a fighter. You're a lover, not a fighter. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, let's uh, jump back to the fear division because this is a battle. This one is uh, going to be a quick one, I think. Well, I was this one I didn't want to think about, but I've been thinking about it a little bit. I haven't thought about it at all. Ever since we picked it out of a hat. I still think it's going to go the way it's going to go. But we have the legendary Ocean Beast, the Kraken. Yep. Versus, we're going to say, we use there's a lot of stories here. Mm -hmm. So we're going to say, I mean, for this fight, of course, this creature has to exist. He's real. Mm Mm-hmm. So we have from the play Rossum's Universal Robots, the lead robot in the rebellion against mankind, Radius. So now you could say we have one massive squid-like octopus killing machine versus one singular identical to a man in basically every way robot, in which case I think we know the outcome is obvious. So his plan is he uh, wipes out humanity. Yes. Some of humanity's holding out on a boat. Yes. Eventually finds them. Yes. Finishes them off. Yes. And then the Kraken just... (laughs) (laughs) Right. He's he's done. But what if Radius, he has assembled an army that spans the entire globe. Mm -hmm. And he also has access to robots designed for war. And he has weapons of war. So what if Radius had all the armies of the Earth versus a Kraken? All the robot armies of the Earth versus a Kraken. Hmm. Hmm. That makes it, I will say, more even. Yeah. So Kraken, imagine it the biggest Kraken you could ever fathom. It's big. Very large. Island size, if not continent. What do they say, like 17 kilometers wide? Yeah, I mean, it's real silly. It's like multiple cities. or yeah. Versus every weapon known to mankind that is now in the robot's possession. With Radius leading the charge. And I will say, Ra- Radius, well, maybe he's probably not in the first boat out to attack the Kraken. He's probably at HQ somewhere. Mm-hmm. So... If Radius is commanding an army of robots and his base is, say, not along the coast, the Kraken could put up one hell of a fight against everything it's being assaulted with. Because to win this fight, he has to kill Radius, or at least defeat Radius. Right. So, 
If Radius has entire armies at his disposal, and the Kraken is one super ocean beast, how does that play out? Right? Hmm. Hadn't thought about it like that. Right. So. Yes. Well, the Kraken's elusive and er, powerful. Very much so, in both cases. And I remember one of the main stories back when was that people were just landing on it and not knowing until it was too late when they were dragged down. Absolutely. So the Kraken can lie and wait until people give up on it. They think they made it back to shore, and then whole armies can disappear. Absolutely. Yes. Eventually, Radius is going to come around to that. Yes. They're like, oh, that's not on the map. Don't land there. Yes. So, huh. I don't know. Uh Uh-huh. Then the Kraken loses its surprise advantage. It's going to have to come at you. Correct. Which it can do. Absolutely. Like, it causes, what, giant whirlpools and sucks people down and and it's kind of, tentacles can rip you right down. Savage the fuck out of you. So I guess it's how long can it keep it up? Right. Something to think about. Mm-hmm. Because Radius's main skill was like organizing the robots. Right. Like you can't take that away from him. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. And if he can organize an entire army against the Kraken, who is massive and basically is king of the ocean. Right. The Kraken could fuck with... The Kraken, though, Radius's army is spread out over many continents. I mean, it's a whole world. Mm-hmm. And not everything can be transported via plane. Even nowadays, things are not transported by plane all over the place. Right. So, the Kraken would be disrupting... You know, supplies, um, sustenance. Um, It'd be causing serious problems. Right. The robot society would be in trouble. But, and I think... But is that a unifying point for all of them? Yes. But also, I think Radius might just... I think the Kraken might just win because of its elusiveness, which is not how I thought this fight would win. I thought he, I mean, because if it's just Radius versus the Kraken, the Kraken wins. Right. But that's denying Radius his, like, abilities to organize and be a cool dude. Mm-hmm. But all the robots in uh, the play had a life expectancy of, like, 20 years. The Kraken is, like, immortal. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not, it can live for centuries. Right. So War of Attrition is going to end up working in its favor. Uh-huh. But that's kind of boring. That's so, kind of boring. So picture this. The Kraken's tearing shit up, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. He's wiping out fleets, and they can't make more robots also. Keep in mind, like, they don't, the robots oh, yeah, they don't, don't have... they don't know how to do it. They don't have the formula, so oh, it's... Yeah. so it's not unending it's, waves of robots. No, it's not. It's multiple waves of robots, but once they're dead, they're dead. hmm So eventually, I figure they're not going to get a killing blow on the Kraken. No, I, and don't, I don't think so, no. This I pl- forgot about the whole, they can't make... More robots. Right. And the play was written before we split the atom. So these robots don't have nukes. Hmm. So you can't nuke the Kraken. Because that might hurt it a little bit, I would say. I would think so. It would do some, even if it doesn't kill it, if it's like a god. I mean, it's going to hurt. If you nuke a god, I don't think it's going to like it. Probably not. 
Because even a god, if it has a power of creation, the atom is creation. So that's going to make it feel bad. Mm-hmm. Not going to like it. So eventually these robots are getting wiped out and Radius is getting obsessed. Because he was willing to sacrifice like multiple robots to figure out how to make more robots. He didn't give a fuck. Right. So at some point, all the brave robots are going to be wiped out. But they don't care about their lives anyway. So they're even getting thrown away. Like they're getting thrown away because they, I mean, you know what I mean? Like they, if they're willing to be sacrificed just to be built, imagine if they have to defeat this Kraken, which I assume they're battling. If it's not just because we're putting them in a battle, it's because the Kraken is an existential threat to like their entire world. It's the only one left. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the only thing left. Right. That they haven't killed. Yeah. Right. Because I assume animals, like things are just dying. The robots are fucking, I mean, they've been gifted a world, tor- uh, you know, tainted by man. They're built by us. They want to be us better than us, which means they're gonna ex- they're gonna use more resources than us. They're gonna extor- exploit the earth more than us because they're just gonna go full on robot wiping out the planet type stuff. But the point is, eventually, it comes down to the Kraken and Radius. He's the last robot left mm-hmm. because they've all been destroyed in the war between the Kraken and the robots. So Radius comes at him with the biggest aircraft carrier, the biggest ship he's been able to build, the biggest guns. Guns upon guns inside guns inside guns. And then the tentacles surprise him right out of the water. Yep. No time. And when this war happens, Radius knows his fate. It's been the fate of every other robot before him. Mm-hmm. So and I, that's how the Kraken exterminates yep. the robot race. Yep. So Kraken's going to take that Kraken one. Kraken wins. But it was, it was more of a journey than I think we both thought. It was. was. F was afoot. That's correct. All right. Don't look at that matchup. Don't look at it. The one we no, the one that's after Radius is. Oh. Did you see it? Yeah, a little bit. Who the Kraken's up against? Yeah. Okay. Don't just. <laughs> that one's gonna be tough. <laughs> All right, but we're back to the weird division, yeah. Yep. And actually, okay. Well. Oh. Well. Okay. Can I use the bathroom? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm back. That was that was refreshing. All right. So then, yeah, we're back up to the weird division, right? Is that what yep, I said? Yep, yep. Okay, and it, it is in fact going to be another battle between two physical entities. I don't even know what to make of this one. Who may have similar qualities? Yes. No. 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 I jumped. No. 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 Sorry. 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 Oh, you looking at the wrong one? I, I'm looking above that one, which we're not doing that one yet. No. Oh boy. Fuck! Now I know. Now I know why I went to the bathroom. <laughs> I wanted time to think, and I just my brain was overloaded. I don't know, man. What do you think? Jump it. You dive into this one if you would like to. All right. Because this one, we've come a long way. This is a, a pretty recent episode versus our very first episode. God, I know. So anybody that's been with us and listened to that episode, we're gonna take a Seamus Barehands O'Hulahan is gonna be taken on. Adolfo Constanzo, who, if you don't remember, is the leader of the Narco-Satanicos. What's that? He was a uh, sorcerer of sorts. (laughs) And what was... That led a murderous cult... Oh, my God. ...of drug dealers. So, (laughs) where to begin? And And Seamus Seamus Barehands O'Houlihan... Yes. ...is a... What is he? Irish canal worker that uh, <laughs> lost his hands in a, a workman's comp incident and was taken to the uh, 
doctor who, while intoxicated, thought it was a good idea to uh, use the ban- b- hands of a bear <laughs> to uh, fix his broken hands. So he has bear hands now. <laughs> <laughs> now he haunts uh, the I&M Canal in search of whiskey. Oh, fuck. What are these two going to do to each other? Because we can do you let it soak in. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Adolfo is a legitimate murderer of many things. Human animals. Yeah, animals. Humans. He's an honest to Everything. God. He's an honest to God sorcerer who believes his magics made him a wealthy and feared man. Yeah, correct. And Seamus was just trying to get by. Making like a nickel a week, probably. Just trying. Maybe not even that. Trying to do his damnedest to survive the American dream. And now he's dealing with a whole other dream scenario. Because this dream scenario is, in fact, a nightmare. Now, okay, are we going to. Seamus is. Is he a. He's a spirit in this battle? Does he have a. He can interact with the physical world, obviously. How else could he consume whiskey? Right. Is he able to be hit? Like struck? With physical objects? I don't know. I know. Do we think he should be able to be? Because... Probably. Okay. Because I started to think, does that even matter? Because he's battling a sorcerer. Yeah. Who can summon spirits. Isn't there like a a special like god or entity like these sacrifices Adolfo made were to? Like a specific being that exists in a different world? It was theorized, yes, that he was sacrificing to a god of thieves and stuff like that from what was the religion was it Paulo Mayembe Paulo Mayembe I mean that sounds close that sounds like it was something like that it's voodoo shit yeah it was evil evil stuff pagan stuff mixed with Christianity different spirits and divinities right so with Adolfo Okay, Dolfo as a human being, mm-hmm. mortal man, versus a spirit with bare hands. I mean, bare hands. He's can... angry because he can't find whiskey, too. Yeah, he's pissed. And he's also drunk. He can't find more whiskey. I'm just giving him more strength is all I'm doing. Like, or does he not have whiskey? Is he starved for whiskey? He's starved for whiskey. Oh, shit. So he's totally sober. Unless he just wants to hang out and drink more whiskey. Hmm. Hmm. True. Now, bare hands will fuck you up. Oh, yeah. So Adolfo versus bare hands, he will lose. But Adolfo is not just a mortal man. No. He's a sorcerer. Ignoring the entire drug cartel he has at his disposal. Mm-hmm. Can he summon these spirits to battle a spirit? Would you think he'd have he'd be able to look up some kind of spell to counteract a force that is targeted him for death? The whole thing was spells. Yes. He had his... A uh, vessel that he had to put everything in to use these spells. So without all the drug cartel at his back and everything, I think it's possible that he could have a spell to battle Seamus. And he worked with the drug cartel, so he knows what these people want. These people that are just, they need something. Seamus just needs whiskey. Yes. And he knows how to keep it away from him and get what he wants out of them. Yes. 
He's a master manipulator. Mm-hmm. As well as some sort of spellcaster. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of... He's um, he's very educated. Yeah. So I guess uh, I don't really have a whole lot to go off of other than that. You got anything else? As far as this battle goes, I just feel he's got too much... Ah, man, it's another fan favorite, but I think Adolfo just is able to outsmart Seamus. Mm-hmm. Whether he keeps the whiskey away from him and tortures him so he's unable to do anything, or he summons some kind of spirit entity to protect him, or in fact do deal damage to Seamus, right. I feel Adolfo was overprotected. I feel like Seamus can't affect this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I gotta agree. Uh, Seamus, you know, had high hopes, but I think... Uh, you're getting, you're getting bumped by Adolfo here. I mean, he's a ghost with bare hands. What's not to love? Mm-hmm. But he's up against a sorcerer who deals with that realm. Like if Seamus went up against a Yeti, I'd be like, Seamus, dude. Yeah. Seamus wins. Well, Adolfo would have been the guy that would just be ripping apart bears. He's right. Like using them to cast spells. True. Stuff like that. So. Does he cast some kind of, does he rip apart an Irishman and a bear and then make Seamus his bitch? <sighs> I mean, maybe. Could. I think that's in his realm of abilities. Yeah, he was sacrificing all sorts of weird things. Lions, zebras. So I think, yeah, Adolfo's going to take it. Adolfo wins. Adolfo defeats Seamus. Round one, defeat hmm. for our inaugural man. Mm-hmm. So then back down to the fear division. Yeah. Pour one out for Seamus, everybody. Yeah. Back to feared. What's in, What's next on that docket? This is going to be an interesting one, because I don't know where it's going to go. We got the Hodag. Beautiful, beautiful Hodag. Versus the legendary adventurer, would you call him? I would, yes. Percy Fawcett. Uh-huh. Oh, for Pete's sakes. <laughs> well, we have to accept the Hodag is alive. Yep. It is as the legend state. And he has lived through all the cool little scenarios that have been drawn for him on the Rhinelander website. He likes fishing. He does like fishing. Mm-hmm. He's a cool dude. He enjoys being the talk of the town. Right. Pretty uplifting guy. Percy Fawcett. He also enjoys being the talk of the town, I think. He does. A little bit more uh, malicious, though. Yes. Maybe not intentionally. Maybe a product of his time. Mm-hmm. His offensiveness and rudeness toward native peoples and local areas. Mm-hmm. He was obsessed, though. He was obsessed with finding a lost city. And then he never came back from it. That was a journey that did him in. Maybe the Hodag found him. Maybe the Hodag did find him. So was Percy Fawcett, a mortal man, going to defeat the legendary Hodag? Who is a crafty son of a bitch. Right, with spikes. The mouth of a... Or the face of a frog with an elephant. I don't know how they described it. Right. It's all over the place. It's got tusks. He's he's basically like... It's got tusks. It's got a big mouth full of teeth. Yes. Spikes all the way down its back. Lots of claws on its hands and legs. Mm Mm-hmm. Hands and feet. Seven feet long, at least, I think. He's lengthy. The original pictures, they said it was like seven feet long, but then you see the pictures and you're like... Mm-hmm. It's like three feet long. It's yeah. like four feet. Yeah, but uh, 
But still, compared to a man, I mean, if you get attacked by something full of claws and teeth that's four feet, that's not going to do you any favors. I mean, dog. Dog smaller than that. Dog will rip you apart. Yeah. If it wanted to, could definitely do it. Would Percy be able to do research on the Hodag to find out its weaknesses? Because he's good at researching and planning shit. Maybe. Except if you go to Rhinelander's website, you just learn that it can like tune into the Milwaukee's Brewers games with its horns and stuff. <laughs> so his research might get really... Like, what am I supposed to do with this information? <laughs> yeah. Where's this going to... He's like, why did I take... I have to beat this thing. I took a weird deep dive into all its hobbies. It's, it's tears make the best lemonade, but it never cries. How do I use this? I know so much, and it helps me so little. Yeah. I think in the end, the Hodag's a mo- uh No, you can say he, you can beast. Call him, yeah, he is. He's a monster. He's a beautiful monster. Yeah, he's my f- maybe my new favorite. I like him a lot. Yeah. And Percy Fawcett is a man, and on his last expedition, when he was obsessed with the Lost City, he doesn't even have like radius powers to amass an army. There was like three people, and one of them was like his son. And they went into the the four of the jungle, and where they were never seen again. The jungle defeated them. Mm-hmm. He's an adventurer and a wanderer, and maybe even putting in that a scenario pioneer. with the hodag there. It's game over, I think, for Percy. Yeah, the hodag gets him. Yeah, I think the hodag's going to take him down. Because we we pitted a monster against a human. <laughs> Just a guy. <laughs> Just a guy <laughs> who looked for stuff. Yeah. Well, we made that choice. So, Percy, Hodeg wins. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, no, we're not. And then back to the weird division. Yeah. What's what's going on up in this weird division? Some stuff. Yeah. What do you think's happening? Oh, my God. And the <laughs> oh, my God. The lands of uh, South. No, I guess it would just be... Yeah, just straight. Western Illinois. Yeah, West, like all of Western Illinois. And lands forgotten. 16 counties. Are the wolves of Frigatonia. Oh my God, man. Versus. Who? The greatest of all time? <laughs> Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Because he <laughs> likes UFOs. Because, yeah. And he claims to have seen many of them. Yeah, we did a whole episode on him. Uh-huh. And we've talked about him multiple times. It stems it stemmed from Lanulos. Yep. Because he has seen many flying saucers. He's a fan of UFOs. Uh-huh. And he has fucked up a human being or two. Yep. But has he ever fucked up a pack of wolves? That are coyotes. That are maybe <laughs> coyotes. Probably just coyotes. What if they're dire wolves? Well, that's what... They're not. They could be dire wolves. They could be. Hmm. But they aren't. No. As much as I want them to be, they are not. They were look. They were worth looking into, said the Field Museum, and they were looked into because they were weird coyotes, they but were. they may in fact just be coyotes. So uh, how many coyotes do you think a legendary boxer could take? He can probably take six, but there's more than that I in know. this pack. Because he's not punching them. You're not punching a coyote. Oh, he might be. That was Muhammad Ali. Yeah, but you're going to end up kicking him. That's true. You know, especially, I don't know how tall he is. Tall. He's got height. He's a yeah, man. Yeah, but he's got to be up there. So he's not reaching down to punch a 
coyote three feet off the ground. What if he is, though? Well, then he's going <laughs> to smash it into the earth. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> I figure he does that to six of them. But I mean, I'm trying to think. If he's getting swarmed by coyotes. Right. I'm Muhammad Ali. Yes. I'm getting swarmed by coyotes. Right. I'm kicking until I get one isolated. And then you go for the fucking Thor hammer yeah. punch and into you, the earth. And then, and then you kill it. Yeah. Can you imagine if a coyote lunges at his head? He has socks in the fucking head. He'd kill it. It would just die. He'd, but then again, he's boxing with box. What is, at what point do his hands break? He's a mortal man with mortal man bones. I, when do his man bones break? I, <laughs> I mean, I, if you're just punching coyotes, I don't think your hands are going to break. I mean, they'll get swollen and rough but you're not like shattering a hand or anything if you're punching like a skull yeah i mean kind of these skulls are small they are i mean it's gonna hurt right you're not gonna just you doesn't know, pop a skull and be like whoops <laughs> I don't <wanna> be, whoop, <laughs> uh, oh, you don't think his knuckles buckle they break a little bit like some bone like he's after like the the seventh coyote he's jacked in the fucking <laughs> skull he doesn't break a few bones i mean they're also going to be gnawing on his legs because he's kicking them too. Yeah, but what's a coyote weigh? Maybe 50 pounds? That's a big sure, coyote. I'll go with that. That's a pretty big coyote. Sure, probably. well, these these might be dire wolves, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think either way, Muhammad Ali Muhammad Ali's getting out of this. <laughs> like, is, is he actually going to beat a pack of coyotes? I mean, how many were there? All I remember is the guy said he saw like three. Well, we'll say there's 59. <laughs> well, that's a lot of coyotes. There's so many. I mean, that's there's swarm tactics so, at that point. So You're just going to be getting gnawed on constantly. Yeah, I think it I think it does depend on the number, really. Yeah, I think it is going to depend on the number. And how... Because at some point, you're going to get overwhelmed. Right, because you're going to... But I mean, his endurance, man. He would, he would, he would fuck with the coyotes, and he would wear them out. Yeah, but they're gonna fuck with you back because they're gonna be nipping at you. They're just True. taking little chunks, little bit by bit, until. Uh-huh. So it, it, I think it's gonna depend on the number. All right. Do you have a dice? Twenty sided die around yeah, by chance. Of course I do. All right. What we're gonna do is roll that dice, and whatever that number is is the number of coyotes he is fighting. And if and then we can see if that's a reasonable number that a man can fend off. How many? Nine. <laughs> Good number. Yeah. I oh god, that's right in the border of like, I think he, fuck. He has to knock these fuckers out. I mean, it's gonna suck, but I still think he's taking them. He's a big guy. He's gonna hit hard. It's gonna be. I think it's going to be harder for him to hit them than when he does land a hit. Yeah. For it to incapacitate them. Right. This is tough. I just think even if he's punching them, I think they're the animal inst- I think they're going to eat him. I is- mean, they're going to be biting. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's he's not making it out of this unscathed by any means. Right. But I think I think that I think they might like nip at him and then he starts to like he can't stand as well. He's bleeding, he's losing blood. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. We're also thinking of this as Muhammad Ali is only a boxer and only incapable of or only capable of boxing. Oh, it's just it's his best attribute. I mean, what he's an intelligent man. If he's gonna go fight coyotes, sure. He's gonna just shoot them. 
Okay, <laughs> hold on, hold on. We can't. We just can't give Muhammad Ali a gun. Why not? Because he's Muhammad Ali. It's not his power. His gun. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a guy. <laughs> Guns aren't his. Where is this battle taking place at? I mean, if that's. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it really just kind of throws it. The whole thing of the coyotes having a chance out the window, but that's what it would come down to. It's like, hey, Muhammad. You got to go fight nine coyotes. How do you want to go about this? You think he's going to slap on his boxing gloves and just be like, here we go. Well, because see, I presented to him as like, hey, Muhammad, you're going to fight nine coyotes. He's like, okay. Oh, so in a ring. And nine then, coyotes in a ring. And then, I'm like, and then I'm like, and all you can use are these boxing gloves. <laughs> I mean, that's what I want to right. see. Well, that's the visual. But really, it's going to come down to, <laughs> he's a guy. So is he is he going to all right? Let's get on the internet. Does Muhammad Ali own guns? <laughs> yeah, he's got two. We can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one right here and the other right here. I'm going to type it in. Did Muhammad Ali own guns? Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I know how to spell it. Muhammad Ali own guns. I mean, if. If he had to go battle coyotes, wouldn't he just go get some? We have to. We can't. We can't <laughs> give things powers we don't know they had. This is the power of free will. Ten things you may not know about Muhammad Ali. He owned all the guns. No, I didn't say that. Huh. Um. It's not telling me if he liked guns. Um, I don't know if I would have been surprised or unsurprised if it told you that. Did Muhammad Ali like guns? If it tells me he had a gun, it's confusing because he's a boxer. So, like you said, he has two guns. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fuck. I mean, I found out Trump might pardon Muhammad Ali. That's for, not. That's. For, I think for, dra- for avoiding the war. All right. Which is a. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's over and done with everybody. Did Sonny Liston pulls gun of Muhammad Ali on video? That's not helping us. But I don't know if he. Fuck. Muhammad Ali's winning either way because we were on the fence with him being able to punch these things into the dirt. Well, I was I was giving him a good solid six coyotes he could punch out. Yeah. And he's got nine. They're biting him. At some point, the coyotes will stop because it's not worth the fight. Like right. they, they, they tap out. Right. He wins with a submission move, which is just him pummeling them to the ground or shooting a few. And they're like, what the fuck? You had a gun? <laughs> they're like, whoa. Well, didn't see that coming, but maybe I should have. Muhammad Ali defeats coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> the wolves of Fergatonia. Though. The wolves of Fergatonia, who I still love, by the way. I love the fact that they exist and that they're a thing. Mm-hmm. But I guess they aren't anymore because Muhammad Ali punched a few and shot some. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, and then back into the feared division. Yes. This is going to be a good one. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Can well, we- here we are. In the heart of Afghanistan. Yes. Coming in at uh, about 11 feet tall. Uh, yeah. A couple, maybe 1,000 pounds. I don't know. I'm making these numbers up. He's 1,000 pounds. Kevin of Kandahar. He's 1,000 pounds. We made up the name Kevin. Yeah, he's, but yeah. he's the giant of Kandahar. Right. We like to call him Kevin. He needed a name. Versus. Very recent episode. Very recent the Texas Zombie Soldiers. Oh, my God. Well, one side has numbers on their side. The other one statistically 
hasn't done too well against soldiers. Right, and he's he has that's like the one thing we have within the realm within the context of the story we have confirmed that he has battled. Right, yeah. And real human soldiers wiped him out. Right, but he wiped out some with him prior. It's true. So now they also had 21st century technology as far as their guns go. Yeah. The zombie soldiers are Civil War soldiers. I think that I remember them saying they put like a thousand rounds into them in a matter of 30 seconds. So with Civil, zombies... Civil War soldiers aren't doing that unless you got a thousand of them. No. And even though we call them zombie soldiers, I mean, you've said this, they were kind of like, they were spirits. Yeah, they weren't zombies really. Right. I don't. It's fun to call them zombies. Right. But they weren't zombies in the classical sense. No. So incorporeal ghost Civil War soldiers versus a giant who lives within the caves of Afghanistan. Who could possibly be the Nephilim. Who could possibly be an yep. offspring of a human. Yep. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 I was, that's no. what I was going to say. Yeah. Of a human and an angel. Mm-hmm. Of the Watchers. Perhaps one of many reasons Noah chose, Noah didn't choose this idiot, God <laughs> chose to flood the earth and tell Noah to build an ark. So I don't know where this one's going to go. Um, obviously the giant is a giant. <laughs> <laughs> so. Fact. If these were corporeal yes. uh, zombies, I'd put it in like the whole... Muhammad Ali versus the wolf, the coyotes thing. I agree. You know, it's like how many, how many is it coming at them? But they're not actual zombies. They're just ghosts that didn't really hurt anybody. They just scared a couple that were living in their truck. I feel like that's a that's a lot of these things. Yeah. They, <laughs> they saw this thing and it's scary. Or like, yeah, let's make it fucking fight. <laughs> yeah. Fight for your lives. Let's make it fight a fucking giant. <laughs> Dude, what are you gonna do now? <laughs> Put blood handprints in his cave. Freak mm-hmm. him out? Yeah, freak him out for some time. What if they... Maybe s- maybe that's... Go ahead. Yeah. Ooh, hold on. All right, okay. I got something All here. right, let's do it. What if this has been... Zombie soldiers have been tormenting this guy. Okay. For years. I can go with that. In years. Sure. Just building up this fear of soldiers in his mind. Okay, yep. Then a couple of Americans wander through the desert of Afghanistan. All right. And he's like, you know... PTSD, he breaks. Oh, shit. Wipes him out. Oh, shit. Then the next group shows up. They wipe him out. Who wins then? Maybe it was the... It's the Texas zombie soldier's plan in the long run. Since uh, <laughs> the Civil War. They're like, well, fuck this guy. We'll get him. Just bide our time. Shoot. Yeah, it was like a... Damn it. Because there's been a lot of soldiers. I mean, and Afghanistan has been full of soldiers forever. Yeah. Even ig- even ignoring American soldiers. Since like the 80s at least. Right. Genghis Khan invaded Afghanistan. Even he couldn't take it. Oh, yeah. You're going way back. Oh, I'm going, yeah. But oh, I mean, yeah. okay. right? The point is no one can conquer Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. It's tough for everybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody mortal. And if Kevin has been told stories of soldiers his entire life, by whoever he's talking to. <laughs> Whatever relation of giants. 
So yeah, he was buddies with the uh, God. Who he said his friend was? I have no idea because this is so long. Ago. Amazing! I like the testing of the mind, and good thing during these episodes, nobody was drinking. No, not once. Yeah, nobody's drank alcohol on this podcast ever. <sighs> so I mean, and that's the thing that these incorporeal spirits have in their favor. They're spirits. Just talking about we're not done with the first round yet but whenever a supernatural being has went up against something like fear how did the chicago mothman get wiped out mm-hmm. fear mm-hmm. terror i feel the ghost beat kevin i mean yeah right? it's gonna come down to that again i think they're gonna whittle him down break him you know it's they're gonna it's not a it's not a clean win no but it's a win yeah, he, I mean, hey, if the ref doesn't see it, it still counts. Right. So, I mean, Kevin Akandahar. Just loses again, I think. Yeah, I I don't see how he can stop these guys. Me neither. Like, even the Nephilim, even if you go with straight up, he's an angel-human hybrid. I don't think they had any special powers other than they were bigger They, um, I don't I, remember. I like to give them special powers. You'd like to think the angel grace would give them something. You'd think so. Yeah, if he's. A, I mean, if he's a nephilim, he stands. If he's an honest to god nephilim, he stands more of a chance. But we don't know he is, so I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, this is just to play. I around. mean, he was taken out by bullets. Right. So I mean, I think yeah. If there was any angel bu- bullets, I don't care who you are. Bullets don't kill angels. No, I don't think so. Don't be atting me about bullets can kill angels, because I know you're thinking about it, you listener, you. Mm-hmm. Angels cannot be killed by bullets. I think uh, zombie soldiers take this one, which I think is kind of an upset. Right? Didn't expect them to move anywhere, but sometimes that's how the uh, that's how, that's how how the bracket lies. Yep. And then are we jumping up to, is this the last battle in round one? For the weird division, yeah. It is? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, got some monsters. Yep, we do. We got a monster who is a little punk bitch. Yeah, I don't even know if you call him a monster. Yeah, if he's, we have to accept that he's real for the f- the sake of this battle. He's a big phony. Mm-hmm. The Tuttlebottoms monster. Yes. Versus the Adlet. Yeah, and that should have an S on it because they hunt in packs. That's a thing. Yeah. They're, okay. they're together. So multiple adlets. Again, one guy against a horde of things. Third one in a row. Tuttlebottom's monster is an anteater creature with claws, and he's pretty scary. Right. Adlets are half man, half dog. They got half man, got man torso and dog legs. And the, the worst of their kind are cannibalistic and ferocious and mean. So it's like a pack of, I mean, it's a pack of, it's a pack of man wolves. Mm-hmm. These are man wolves. Dog men? Dog men. I mean, that no, pl- that's a different thing. It's a different thing, but the, um, just speaking with those two terms, because yeah, he's not a wolf. It was a dog. A dog fucked a hot babe. <laughs> and then uh-huh. the hot babe had dog kids and half man, half dog kids. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> that was a weird place. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Odd. Awkward, but now those those dog man things are battling an anteater with like long claws and a big. He's like 
Sasquatch size anteater. It's a big anteater. Giant, it is. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And anteaters, which I talked about in the Tuttle Bottoms episode because I needed more things to talk about because he's probably a phony. Anteaters can rough you up. Their claws are made for digging, but they can also shred your intestines and tear you into pieces. Yeah. So Didn't they rip th- some dude from like the groin up or something? Yes, they split them open. So Tuttle Bottom, with these anteater powers, because anteaters, that's how I phrase anteater claws, they're anteater powers, mm-hmm. and he's bigger than the adlets. He is. Because they're large, but they're like man-sized. He can sh- fuck these things up. Yeah. But there's many of them. Um, because this is how we solve these mass solution problems. Can you roll that 20-sided die and see how many adlets he's battling? Oh, shit. We gotta know. Four. Well, that's a more even battle. That was a pretty even battle. That changes everything. Because if it was like 17, I'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> yep. Tuttle Bottoms loses. But... The Tuttle Bottoms monster, a giant anteater versus four wolf creatures. I think he has a good shot at this. I would say so. I mean, it's definitely in... It's not out of the realm of possibility that he can take four. Because, like, picture this. He's got two hands, right? I with mean, claws. He, yeah. They're coming at him. He pushes them away. He's... And he... if As the long as he has giant one... Giant claws, too. Giant claws, right. So he hits one, shreds them. He could shred his, its neck apart, its face apart. I mean, that thing could be done. If it doesn't die, it's out of the fight. Another one comes at him, does the same thing. And at the same time, he can jump up and kick. And you know he's got power in those legs. So right. at, at that point, if he fucks up three of them in one hit because they swarm him, because they're going to swarm him, that's one adult versus one giant anteater creature. This fucking phony-ass bitch is going to win this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he is. He fucks up the adlets and defeats them. Right, Tuttle Bottoms, this is the only time anyone, or you'll hear myself especially, say the Tuttle Bottoms monster is a winner. Yeah, no, that, never saw that one coming. He wins. Ah, oh, God, I don't like who he's fighting next. I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but going back to the fear division. Yes. Final round. Final round. This is well, this is how we end this one, this and it's so silly. fucking what stupid. Is this? <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. But here we go. Nikolai Tesla. Yes, you know who he is. Versus. Let's just roll the die yes. now. How many? Two Thunderbirds. Oh! <laughs> he's got a chance. He does have a chance. Man, I rolled low. You did. God, what if you rolled 19 Thunderbirds? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was toast. He was not in a good place. Okay, so Nikolai Tesla versus two Thunderbirds. Okay, how big are they? Thunderbird sized. Good. like a small plane okay well he's got the power of lightning yes that's where i was going because where else do you go that's the only thing he's got and his brain is fucking sharp as well he's a little he's a bit of a lunatic he thinks he's seen the future but that gives him power he's Mm -hmm. smart his he builds things he solves problems he's a problem solver and guess what his problem tonight is two thunderbirds two thunderbirds swooping down at him so, Thunderbirds don't have any supernatural abilities that we know of, right? Um, we did not... Man, should I do a Thunderbirds part two? Uh, well, because we didn't delve in... Not like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach, I have a whole script here. Here we go. No, but they... Yeah, so um, physical Thunderbirds, because the legends, like Native American Thunderbirds, 
may have some kind of power. We'll stick with giant birds that can snatch you up and just devour you. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a giant beast. So, we'll say no for this. Besides the fact that they are unreal creatures or, you know, they're extraordinary beasts. They don't have any superpowers. Okay. So, two giant birds, sides of planes. Mm-hmm. Big claws, big beaks. Fucking scary. Yeah, so... Tesla is going to have to sit in his ball of lightning in his room. He likes to do Like that. he liked to do. He loves that. And he's going to have to wait them out. Uh-huh. Or the Thunderbirds are going to have to wait him out of coming out of that room. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to snatch him up, fly him up, and drop him. Yeah. Who wins? Because it's going to be a waiting game, I think, again. Well, I think um, if Nikolai is just, if he's in the situation where he's, built himself some kind of electrical force field. He's going to and if he's in his lab, if we if we if we give him access to his lab right. because like we gave Radius an entire army because that was part of who he was. That mm-hmm. was part of his power. Nikolai Tesla's power is he invents shit. So Nikolai is making a thunderbird weapon. Mm-hmm. He's making a lightning gun. Yeah. He's going to shoot these things in the out of the fucking sky. Try to. Yeah. <laughs> Team Thunderbird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to make a lightning gun. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. And he's gonna, if there was more than two of them, they may be... Because, I mean, they're in the sky, and if he's summoning... He could summon lightning right Did through... Did he the, make a death ray? He wanted... They, um, well, Wasn't uh, he working on it, and then it got hush-hushed? Hush, allegedly, um, blueprints for those were taken from his hotel room or wherever he was living when he died, and the government has them. That was his Thunderbird shooter. <laughs> so... Do you think the government the government's got the the blueprints to shoot thunderbirds out of the sky now. And this battle right here is why we don't see thunderbirds. Because the government has access to his T-bird blaster. Mhm. Did Nikolai Tesla just defeat the thunderbirds? He might have. We need to set a limit. There's two. If there's only two. And he built a death ray. So if he did build the death ray, what? How did he die? Heart attack. Allegedly, or sitting in a ball of lightning at all times. I mean, who knows what he's doing to his body? <laughs> Maybe he was trying to make himself. I don't know. Supposedly he went. To, he time traveled too. I mean, who knows what his poor mortal coil, Shh. his poor mortal vessel, had been, you know, subjected to. So he has a death ray though. He had a death ray or was working on one. Yes. I think, I mean, obviously, I think a death ray could kill a Thunderbird. He's only got a hit two. And if we give Nikolai a a Tesla, if we give give him a car. He'd be like, (laughs) hey, hey, this is you. Oh, cool. What? Eventually I'm respected? Weird. If we give him a death ray, I think that changes this whole bracket. That, that means Tesla. Tesla's got power now. Yeah, I think he. Did, I think we just justified his being in this bracket. Uh huh. Tesla's got juice. Tesla wins. I think Tesla's gonna win. I I think had I rolled the twenty sided die better. Sure. You know, but that's how it's been going. But so I think Tesla wins. Two Thunderbirds is good because there was that Illinois story where the two massive birds, like one of them, tried to kidnap that kid. Mm-hmm. That um, the Lawndale encounter. Mm-hmm. That's a that was two two Thunderbirds against a child. 
this is two Thunderbirds against Nikolai Tesla with a death ray. <laughs> Those guys lose. Yeah. They lose. They lose. Who would have thought the Thunderbirds would have lost the first round to Nikolai Tesla? Not <sighs> me. But that was one epic battle. Because imagine it like at the TV, like the Thunderbirds are swooping down. Everyone's like, Tesla's going to lose. He whoops out a fucking death ray. <laughs> and then lightning's everywhere. Yep. And it just changed everything. Yeah. Well, that is round one completed. Round one is completed. Mm-hmm. And we, no one knows what order these things are set up in, so next episode you'll get to see what the next matchups are. Yeah. Right? Right. Unless we post this picture when it's or the bracket. Oh, we could do that. Maybe we'll do that. Do you want to do that? We can post that. Like how as stands in the lead up to the next, the after this one is released. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, well, I mean, or when we post this picture when this episode's released, they'll see the breakdown of the bracket and people listening along can figure it out. Yes, that's Just true. looking at it. Yes, that's true. Either one works. Hey, either way is fine. I mean, if you, yeah, good. Yeah. So, well, I mean, obviously next next episode we'll read them to you. So if you didn't see them online, you'll get to hear them on the episode. Mm-hmm. But round one complete. What a war. It is a battle. There is shit going down. The WF. The WF. Spooky time champion of the world <laughs> is yet to be decided. But it will be decided. Mm-hmm. And it will be decided next week. First ever champion. Incredible. Yeah. You know what is also incredible? What's that? This podcast and ways to reach this podcast. Yeah. Gmail.com at weirdandfeared at gmail.com. Instagram, Weird and Feared. Facebook, Weird and Feared. We're on all the things. Anchor.fm slash Weird and Feared if you want to leave me and Zach a message about... About why the Black Volga should have beat the Beast Bray Road. Right. Or... Or if you think it's bullshit that Muhammad Ali beat a bunch of coyotes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, anything. Anything along those lines. Or if, like me, you were saddened when you had to admit out loud that the Chicago Mothman lost the man in the hat. Mm Mm-hmm. That one hurt. That one did. But I'm okay with it because I like the man with the hat. Yeah. But I figured, like, you know, Chicago Mothman, he gets all the hype. We did three Mothman episodes. And everybody can just, you know, tell us their displeasure with the Tuttlebottoms monster doing anything. And he, I mean, just based on his alleged attributes, he's tough. Yeah. Will his opponent next week fare any better than the Adlet? I guess we'll see. Time will tell. But, uh. Yeah. I'm Nick. I'm Zach. And you should all, hey, it's the time. This one might be coming out even for Halloween. Yep. So you guys should enjoy your Halloween time and stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. Stay spooky.